Hey humans, it's Jakea. And it's Veronica. And welcome to Behind, behind the Mic. Join us behind the mic every Wednesday to talk about everything from pop culture to lifestyle. And who knows, we might have a few special guests along the way. Real quick, before we go into like our scheduled programming, we're just going to start with like formalities and you know little stuff so jakea like tell us who you are um i'm jakea i am a emerging media arts major here at the university of nebraska at lincoln i am a pisces not that that matters or anything um i'm just here to give you guys my unasked for opinions and be a beautiful co-host for behind the mic ah i love that Hey y'all, I'm Veronica. Um, I'm an architectural major here at the University of Nebraska Lincoln. Um, I'm the sixth, the sixth child out of eight. Crazy. Um, I'm a Capricorn um, with a lot of strong opinions, like a lot of strong opinions, and I'm down to be wrong, but for the most part, I'm you know right. But um, but yeah, I'm also one of your like wonderful co-hosts here behind the mic. Behind the mic definitely wasn't an overnight job. We should talk about how we met. Yeah, I feel like we should. Um, we've only known each other for a couple weeks. Like five weeks to be specific. Um, we met through a mutual friend, Sabrina. Shout Sabrina. out to Sa- shout out Love to Sabrina. She's like, we have like this cute little friend group, and they're like the most supportive people about the pod. They're definitely gonna be like the first guests we have on here, but. Yeah. Turn in for real, um. But like, she knew Jakea through church, mm-hmm. and one day we were all going out, and she was like, "Oh yeah, like I got this friend I know from church. You know, she's kind of looking for people to hang out with, and she kind of asked us like, oh, 'Oh y'all cool with her coming?'" I'm like, "For sure, another black person added to the equation." Sure. And we ended up finding out like we literally live right next to each other. And one day I was kind of like talking about how like I wanted to start a podcast just to have something to keep up with, to hold myself accountable mentally. You know, being in college can be very mentally something creative to do. Yeah. Like it's different for sure. Cause I feel like I've always wanted to do a podcast, but it's just like holding myself accountable to get the job done has always mm-hmm. been something that's been kind of like, Oh, you know, I don't know if I can like keep it up by myself and, Jakea was like, oh my god, like I want to start a podcast too. And I'm like, what if we start this shit together? Also, like, I definitely encourage anybody out there who's listening, you should always you should you should make your own podcast. Like, I feel like it can be a little stressful. Um, you know, like mainly like Jakea and I kind of split up the work, you know, like she does editing for like the audios, I write the scripts. This shit is not for the week. Not at all, but, but it's so fun. It's so fun. Like, it feels like you're having just, like, a recorded conversation with somebody who, you know, really mess with type stuff. And definitely, like, you don't even have to do it with another person. You can do it by yourself. It's just kind of something that you can do to, like, pass the time. And it's a weird flex, too, to be like, yeah, I got a pod. Moving on to our scheduled programming. So every episode, we're going to start the podcast with some highs and lows of the day, week, month, even life. Who knows? What, what, whatever whatever feels better. Um, and we're just going to, you know, talk about that. So, Kay, you want to start with your highs and lows? My high of the day maybe is filming episode one today. Period. And having this week be like, the week the week you know yeah, launch week launch week is so cool um this well the trailer already be out mm-hmm. so yeah the trailer comes out tomorrow so it's really cool Wednesday. really stressful because like seeing having people react to something you made is really like i'm a film like i want to do film so i'm kind of used to it having people react to something i make but it's my voice like yeah people are listening to my conversations mm-hmm. So I'm really excited. I think that's my high for today. For sure. My low is I just like I have this my outfit is my low of the day. Um what? I'm hot. I am mm. burning up and it's finna rain outside. <gasps> no. Yes. I have an umbrella. Great. Woohoo, yeah. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have this onesie on and it's like shorts, but then I have I didn't plan. I just dressed. Yeah. Uh-huh. That's my low. I'm like burning up. Mm-hmm. Um, my high is I got my headphones. So we record our podcast in the journalism building here mm-hmm. on campus, which is like literally like an 18 minute walk away from the dorms. Mm-hmm. And last night when we were doing some pod stuff, I left my headphones here. And y'all know one thing about college or just leaving anything anywhere in public, you gonna get got. 
<laughs> and I was like, I don't want to get got because like I got these headphones on such a good sale and I love I literally love them so much. Um, so I literally called the same night, left them a message, left them my phone number, my email, my NUID, my first and last Her name. social security number. Everything. <laughs> I left them all my information. I left them a description of the victim. I was like, y'all, she is a black set of overhead Sony headphones. If you see her, she is mine. Um, and then, yeah, like I woke up this morning. It was such a silent morning. Like I didn't listen to anything. Mm. I was just kind of like listening to like the, the ventilation system. Oh, my God. And terrible. then I called them back this morning. And I was like, hey, yo, what's up? Um, you know, I practically telling them the same thing I told them on the message. And she was like, okay, yeah. She's like, when I find it, I'll just shoot you an email. And I'm like, cool. And then she found it. And she's like, I'm going to put it in the lost and found. And I'm like, thank God. And I picked it up. And I was like, oh, Lord, I thought I got God. Mm. But I didn't get God. You didn't get God. Um, low for the just for the past couple weeks is kind of just this college thing is really hitting me like a hammer Mm -hmm. um i have some late work like i'm talking about assignments that i should have had in like last week me too and i've really been trying my best to really like yank my leg to get it done but it's Mm -hmm. been just so difficult like i'm like how do i find the motivation and then also i've been going through this mini crisis where i've been realizing like i literally live here I feel like the hardest part about living on campus is that I live here. Like, I eat, sleep, breathe college every day. Like, I wake up and I'm not in my regular bed that I've been sleeping in for, well, around, like, three years because I moved into my house my freshman year. But Mm -hmm. it's kind of like one of those things where I'm like, the difference between high school and college is you never leave, you kind of don't really have the opportunity to separate mm-hmm. when you want to separate compared like high school. As soon as I leave the school, I'm like, girl, I'm going home. I'm not going to worry about that school shit right. until I come back on Monday. Right. But the thing is, you're here 25, here. eight, 25, eight, like you're like literally like it's just it's overwhelming at times. Yeah. It's helpful. Yeah. Being on campus. But like because we get to do things like this. Oh, yeah. But I don't. The being here, but knowing that home is only an hour away is, it makes it less harsh. Yeah, no, like, there are people here who live, like, who are from, like, Alaska and... Oh, my God, I've never met anyone from Alaska. Yeah, like, I went into, like, the other dorms or whatever because my friend lives in Smith. Mm -hmm. And, like, one of the people, like, they they live in Alaska or they live in Connecticut. Like, I'm talking about, like, they live on the coast. Mm -hmm. And they're here in the Midwest. Like, they can't go home unless it's, like, a break break. Like, Mm -hmm. not no little two, three-day break. No, like, a break break. Yeah. And I'm just like, that's kind of crazy. And I guess this low segues us into one of our lifestyle topics, which is... Just living in a new city and life at a PWI, mm-hmm. you know, that in itself is like a whole nother baggage. I guess like the way we can start it off is like, okay, you want to talk about like how moving day was kind of like for you and stuff mm, like that. Like, moving day. Kind of set, set the scene. Set okay. The scene. It's August 14th. Okay. I do not remember what time. I think it was like in the afternoon. Mm-hmm. I was ready to move in. I've been ready to move in since I graduated. Right. Um, Just to... It's college. Like, I was ready. And I remember the drive over. I got, like, my stomach hurt so bad. I was, like, so nervous. Mm. And because I hadn't been nervous all summer. I was like, I'm mm-hmm. ready to go. Right. Like, bags are packed. <laughs> Weren't we all? <laughs> <laughs> I was ready to go. And on the ride, like, pulling into the Devaney Center, I was like, oh, my God, this is real. Mm-hmm. And um, my roommate uh, had already been been there a day early mm-hmm. so um she you know she's already moved in and stuff and once I got in I was seeing people like the nerves kind of went away but like it didn't hit me till after my mom and my sister left mm-hmm. that I'm gonna like at first like the first week I was like I'm going home like mm-hmm. like it felt like I was in summer camp real it felt yeah. like I had a curfew it felt like I had to be like I had to call my mom like I didn't I I was so lost. I'm not gonna lie, right. that, and that's why I texted Sabrina. I was like, I I know people on campus, but it's not exactly who I want to be around. Be around all the time. On, right, and so I texted Sabrina. I'm like, hey, like if you're doing anything, let me know. And you know that's how we met. But yeah, yeah, moving day for me was scary and exciting. I feel like it's the same for me. Um, I also moved in on. The 14th that was a monday right 
Yeah. Okay, yeah. So I moved in around like 2, 2.30. Um, I, one thing about me, I was the most uninformed freshman. Like my roommate, shout out to Amira, also one of our biggest fans amongst, in our friend group. Um, But like she, she really was like pulling me through like, oh yeah, like don't forget to do this. And I was like, oh, thank you, period. Because I didn't even know. Um, But yeah, like, like you said, like I was ready to move in. Like I love my family, but I live with just so many people. Like I said, like I'm six out of eight. Mm-hmm. Um, my house is like the main spot where my family chill at. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of just like, it, like there's just constant commotion. And the older I've gotten, the more I've realized that I just value peace a lot. Like I just yeah. value like just chilling in silence, which definitely contradicts <laughs> my my comment about me doing all my stuff this morning in silence and not liking it but when it's voluntarily like mm-hmm. vol- like when I want to be in silence like I want to be able to do that mm-hmm. and a lot of the times when I would go through something during the summer I would be like oh I'm moving I, I'm moving out soon so yeah so you I'm, didn't I'm not even gonna trip for real for real that's how I was. Yep. it really didn't start to hit me that you know I'm an adult and I'm moving out of my house and I'm not gonna be living there mm-hmm. full time for the next four to five years until I had to start packing and it was like, I was like, what do I pack? How do I pack? Do I pack heavy? Do I pack light? Cause I'm so used to packing for trips. Mm-hmm. So, and mind you, like my trips never really last a week unless I was talking about like summer with my grandparents, but mm-hmm. that's my grandparents. My mom would pack for me, but it's mm-hmm. like, I'm grown. I'm 18. I'm packing my own bag. And it's kind of just like, um, what am I packing? Like, how am I supposed to do this? Right. And I started to realize that like, the week or two before I had to go, I, I just kind of was like really like taking everything to heart. Like everything was like my last time this, my mm-hmm. last time that. Mm-hmm. And it kind of felt like I was going through like the last couple of weeks of senior year all over again because I, I really did enjoy my senior year to a certain extent. And it was really hard for me to let high school go. Mm. Not in a peak in high school type of way. N- not too much on me though. <laughs> but definitely like more so... I know a lot of the people who I had my best high school memories with, I will possibly never see them again. Mm. And that really hit hard for me. And I kind of felt the same. I was like, it's it's not the same with my family, but I'm feeling that same feeling of like heaviness and I'm getting scared. And, you know, like as a woman and specifically a black woman in society, media does not perpetuate or show college in the greatest light sometimes. So it's kind of like, I'm like, okay, like I'm going to be on like a predominantly white campus and I'm in a predominantly white major. I I do architecture, y'all. Like it's not uncommon for me to be the only black person in the room Mm -hmm. or one of the only handful of black people in the room type Mm -hmm. Um, So it was kind of just like, okay, like I'm really trying to like put myself into the perspective of it's not that bad. It's not that bad. I get here. Um, I go to the debating center. Me and my mom were low-key kind of beefing that whole day because, you know, she complaining, yeah. I'm complaining. I'm like, girl, stop complaining. She yeah. telling me, girl, stop me complaining. Too. It was just a whole thing. And, you know, like, I knew she was doing all that because she just wanted to get on my nerves because it was going to be her last time really getting on my nerves like that, mm-hmm. like, really on a consistent basis. We left, like, an hour early for Lincoln. So we left at 1, and we're kind of just driving. The drive is getting very, like... I'm feeling it in my chest, like, oh, my God, like, this is happening. This is real. We get here. We get to the Devaney Center. They give me my stuff. I'm like, uh, okay. I pull up into that little um, movers drive through thing. They move my stuff. I go up there. I go up there to my room. And I had to take the stairs because the elevator was being used by the movers people. And I live on the fourth floor. So it was. it's enough stairs to where you're like, okay, like, it's not too bad. But it's also enough where it's like, fun, girl. Wait, fun fact. My mom is friends with was friends with the head of the movers so we gotta use the elevator bruh <laughs> why would you tell me that because now i'm gonna try to use your mama connections next time because in no way i was like bro these are these stairs are enough to where i'm like okay i can crush them but they were to the point where i'm just like bro, i'm tired yeah we I'm gotta t- use i'm tired we gotta use the, the elevator lucky fuck but <laughs> yeah like i got in there i saw mira um, so that kind of had like a lightheartedness, but at the same time, like when I got there, I was like, this is like a nine month sleepover with like my friends. We're doing the thing. And then like the first week came along and I'm like, what are we going to do every day? 
This is not like a, a college tour where, you know, they have an itinerary for us. We have to be up by this certain time. We have to go to sleep by this certain time. We have mm-hmm. to eat dinner at this time. We have to do this at this time. Like, there's no structure. It was, what are you going to do with your time? Yeah, you got to create your own structure. Literally. Like, so I'm just thinking, I'm like, so what are we what are we doing today? And it, I knew it was getting a little hopeless for me when I would ask people, what are we doing today? And they literally are like, well, I was going to ask you that. Mm. So I was like, ooh. So then it really started to hit me like, this is like the beginning of adulthood. Like adulthood, if you don't make your own schedule for your own time, you're not going to be knowing what you're doing. Mm-mm. So then I was like, oof. So it got to the point where I was waiting for classes to start. And I was like, oh, God, <laughs> please. I need something. I need something to like, I need set in stone things to start creating a schedule around. Mm-hmm. I need that. And yeah, like it just was so stressful and it was it kind of felt like I had to like uproot myself from Omaha to be able to get here to Lincoln. Mm-hmm. And then when I visited, like I visited like week two back in Omaha and it was it was it was great. Like being home was wonderful. But then obviously once my family started to get my nerves, I was like, OK, take me back to Lincoln. <laughs> and then when it was time to go back to Lincoln, I was like, turn the car around. I want to go back to Omaha. Um, but it just was like when I was at my in my room like back in Omaha I was just kind of like ooh like what am I supposed to do mm-hmm. with it, it kind of felt like I was a guest like I wasn't fully unpacking my bag because I know I was gonna repack it the next day mm-hmm. um I just kind of was like okay like there's very limited things for me to do and I really tried to make good time with my friends but it just was kind of weird it was kind of weird mm-hmm but yeah, like, and then that brings into the topic of life at a PWI, which is a whole nother aspect of it, because it's one thing to not live at your house anymore and kind of be moved and migrating from like the things that you know to another environment. But it's a whole other thing when you have to go through like a culture shock. Mm. Yeah, because when I got here, like, it definitely was a culture shock. Because I was, like, I went to a predominantly black high school. Shout out Omaha North High Vikings. V up. Um, But, yeah, I went to a predominantly black high school. So I was just so used to, like, seeing somebody who looked like me, somebody who understood what I felt. Kind of just, like, I was, I, I, I never understood the commentary about the look until I had to start doing it again. Because, like, my grade school, like, my beginners, like, you know, elementary and middle school, like, that was, like, a lot of, like, white people and, like, cliques of black people. But, like, mm-hmm. high school, like, it just felt authentically black mm-hmm. all the time. And I just never really had to go through, like, the whole thing where I'm, like, looking at a looking at a black person in the room and we're the only people there and we giving each other the look because we, the look. we are the ones who are taking up the space. What's the look? You don't know what the look? Like the, like you kind of look at each other and like it's like mutual, right? You acknowledge okay. each other, like hey, like if anything goes down, I got you, you got me, right? Type mm-hmm. beat, yeah, yeah. Um, now, like I kind of have to kind of start all over, and it kind of is sending me into like a mini identity crisis because it's bringing me into that space where it's like, should I be authentically black or should I be? You know, should I tone it down so it's not, like, nothing too crazy so they don't think of me in a different way? Mm-hmm. Because at the end of the day, like like I said, like, my major is architectural studies, as it says on my stuff. But, you know, like, a lot of it is, like, the designs that I'm, that I'm coming up with, I'm going through the design process from my perspective. And my perspective is I'm black. Like, when I go to sleep and I wake up, I'm black. When I'm chilling, I'm black. I'm scientifically black, you know. Everywhere I go, like, the first thing I think about is, okay, like, I'm black, you know. Just I'm black. Literally, like, filling out forms. Put it on a t-shirt. F- no, really, though. Like, filling out forms, like, okay, yeah, like, I'm black, you know. like It's just one of those things where it's, like, a tunnel vision feeling. It's not, like, one thing where I'm, like, oh, this is the main thing I'm always focusing on. Mm-hmm. It's one thing that society has forced me to focus on because mm-hmm. it's, like, girl, like, when we look at you, what do we see? Mm-hmm. A black person. So it's, like, ugh. <laughs> And what else do you think about it? Um, what else can you think about but that? And it's been extremely difficult because I've had to find myself having to restrict a lot. 
Mm. Um, I've had situations where I'm like, I have the right to be outwardly angry, but I'm not going to do that because I don't want to be that angry black girl in the space. Or I don't want to be that ghetto black girl who is just being loud for no reason. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Can you can you tell me about a time you had an incident like that? So, um, with a little fun fact about Nebraska, we do not have any type of professional sports team. So they really harp on college sports, specifically college football. Um right now I'm, I'm wearing a corn husker shirt as we speak but you know go huskers for real yeah um yeah. just had our win this weekend versus northern illinois um but like obviously people really let you know like in nebraska you're not a real nebraska unless you've been to a husker game mm-hmm. so me and a couple of my girls we all went to our first husker game this weekend because one um <laughs> The game was literally uprooting us from all activities. So it's like, if you're not going to the game, girl, you can't do nothing else. Because once your car is off the premises, you have nowhere else to park. Sure. Um, that's one. Mm-hmm. Two, Memorial Stadium is literally smack dab in the middle of campus. So if you wanted to do anything, you literally have to go through thousands of tailgates. So we oh. were like, okay, let's just go. And also, girl, we got free tickets. So why not? Why not? Um, so we go there. We get all our Nebraska merch. We get dressed up cute. All that stuff like that. And then... There are like two situations, two separate situations that happen when we were there. So we get there, we're kind of just like, you know, chilling, we're going around, we're trying to get our section, you know, as girls, we're trying to stay together because, you know, nobody wants to get lost. And we accidentally go into the wrong section and we walk in and once we get to the front of the section, that's when we realize, oh, it's the wrong section. Mm -hmm. So we're sitting there and then, boom, the presentation of colors. Me personally, I'm not the most patriotic person. I'm not the most patriotic person, excuse Mm me, Um, unless, you know somebody british is talking stuff about america but um but you know i was like i'm not gonna be disrespectful you know i have family in the military i respect people who take that route in their life because that's a lot of dedication to kind of put your personal life on the back burner mm-hmm. for something either you believe in or something you feel like you have to do to be financially stable mm-hmm. or you know gotta put your family in like whatever that entails type stuff so i respect it and also like i said like my uncles are in the military so like it just it comes with the mutual respect because it's close to home right so obviously um i stop and like a couple of my friends they were already walking away before the presentation of colors started so they just kept going um but me and my other friends like we were kind of just stuck in the front so we were like okay y'all let's stop let's like acknowledge it's cool um huskers take the national anthem to a whole nother level like i'm talking like band is playing it nobody's singing it i'm talking fireworks i'm talking fighter jets flying over memorial stadium like it's real real deal patriotism like i'll give them that they ate that they ate that there is this older white man who is giving very much um the tailgate got too tailgatey like very much drank a whole the alcohol was alcohol the alcohol was alcohol and breast thinking like it was it was bad um but we me and two of my other girls were just standing there and he being polite and waiting in front of it yeah yeah yeah, like just kind of job i've been chilling nothing too Mm -hmm. crazy and this man literally starts low-key just verbally low-key high-key low-key high-key verbally harassing us and i know what harassment is um not a lot of people know the definition so let's look up what the definition of you know harassment is because Mm -hmm. i know like a lot of people are just like "Mm, i don't think so but like that 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 was that was harassment harassment, babe that's what that is yeah um harassment is aggressive pressure or intimidation Mm -hmm. um synonyms can be pestering um persecution harrying all that stuff like that so pestering was this specific thing like he sees us kind of starts talking to us we're polite smile a little bit Mm -hmm. but then it gets kind of gets very real real forceful like oh like what do we have here oh just kind of like yelling in our faces we're trying to be silent you know respect what's going on Mm -hmm. um and he's kind of just like 
he's just kind of like, oh, should I sing? Should I sing? And we're just kind of like, mm, do whatever you want. It doesn't really matter. And then he starts singing and he like turns to us and he's like, come on, ladies, sing with me. Sing, sing. And just kind of starts really putting us in an uncomfortable situation because it's like we can't move from the spot where we're at. And he knows that, mm-hmm. I presume. And he's kind of just pestering us. And it's like, why? Why do this when you know, mm-hmm. like, we can't actually, like, get away from you because we're scared to look disrespectful? Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like the thing that really validated the experience was when the presentation covers was over, when we turned around to leave, a bunch of people were, like, telling us, like, oh, sorry, guys. Sorry about him, y'all. Like, my bad. Um, and stuff like that. And in my mind, I'm just like, what is Sari going to do? Like, when you have the chance to step up and say, hey, leave those girls alone. Obviously, they don't want to talk to you. Mm-hmm. You didn't do it. So that's that was the first situation. And then when we did get to the right section, uh, mind you, this was more of a clump, not a line. <laughs> you know, we're all going to the same section. Girl, what's the point? So one of our friends from the organization where we got the free tickets from was in the front Mm -hmm. so we were like trying to cut our way up to them so we knew what specific section to sit in so we didn't take anybody's spot so we go up there and we're just chilling and some of our friends are like okay i'm gonna go get something from concessions really quick so they kind of separate and we continue on the train and we're kind of standing next to our peoples and i don't know where this older white man looks very much like you know in his like 30s Mm -hmm. 40s type b um and he just kind of starts yelling at us and he's like practically calling us like cutters and saying like how did you get up here you're literally 40 spots back and just really like yelling in our faces and like we just kind of like turn around at him and we're looking at him and we're just like you know what like we're not gonna address anything we're minding our business Mm -hmm. and literally like he continues to provoke by saying don't look at me like I'm dumb you heard what I said and I'm just like in a situation like this if you was talking to the wrong person, you would have got your shit dogged. Yes. Dogged. Right. And I feel like the only reason why he felt like he could talk to us like that is because we're a bunch of girls. We're younger. Mm-hmm. We don't have the physical attributes to really um, stand up against him. Right. Like, we, like you know, like, I really can't phys- like, because he's, he's very much a bigger dude. So you can't visibly... You know, I can't physically, like, try to hit you because as soon as I do, you're going to anticipate that and you're going to get me back. And at that point, it would be my fault. Mm -hmm. Um, And it was just kind of like there was like another I'm presuming somebody who was with him at that time. Mm -hmm. Um, She's just kind of standing there and watching him. And in my mind, I'm like, girl, get your mans. That's embarrassing. You let you're letting your man talk to another girl like that. How does he speak to you? How does he speak to you? So in reality, I was like, girl, you know what? I'm just going to enjoy this game. And, yeah, um, Nebraska ended up winning, so that's a good part about it. But yeah. I think for me, I've just found myself having a lot of black rage, um, you know, because one thing about me, do not talk to me crazy like you know me from a can of paint. You ain't never seen me in your life. You don't know me. You don't know my name. You don't know what I'm capable of. So the fact that you just feel like you can up and speak to me like that, like, do you talk to your mama with that mouth? Like, that's truly the question that I have all the time. But I just kind of have to always step back and breathe. And, I like, I have this, like, feeling where I'm like, okay, like, I'm doing this for every other person out there who feels like there isn't space for them to do this. Mm-hmm. I, I, I got to succeed. I got to succeed. And also, I just love architecture and I love design. And I'm not going to let a couple white people ruin that for me on the way. So. Right. So that was some things you disliked about a pwi um what's some things you like um i just really like the sense of community like that the people of color who i know do have Mm -hmm. um it's just such a great sense of like i don't know like a lot of the times you know sometimes you feel like when there there have been moments where i've been i've seen other black people in the room and they've kind of scooched away and i'm kind of like no no please 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 no 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 come back but i feel like definitely being here i found like another community of like people who understand how i feel like and understand that too and i have also met like great people who are also white like 
really really good people like I was talking to one of my classmates today in my design thinking class and I was just like oh my gosh like I love this conversation this is so great and she's white so it's kind of like it didn't feel like I wasn't in that point I wasn't thinking about race I was just thinking about I'm having a conversation with a classmate who we both happen to be working on the same project together and Mm -hmm. we're talking about what classes we don't like and what classes we like and it just I feel like definitely they're I'm meeting new people and these people are good people. Mm-hmm. But obviously with a couple good apples, you got some bad ones, but I'm mm-hmm. not going to let that spoil my experience. I'm loving college so far. Like the freedom is great. Just having my own space is also really good. And also just being able to say I'm in college, like that's really a big flex. Like not everybody has like the, the equity to get here. So mm-hmm. I'm truly blessed. I would say one of my like favorite things about going to PWI Mm-hmm is um depending well i guess like depending on who you choose to be around is something that's important but mm-hmm. i think the resources here at nebraska like i'm being a shameless plug if you want to go to lincoln mm-hmm. there are many resources for you to succeed and i think this idea is like if you're black you need to go to hbcu right 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 is Ooh, yeah. Is, it's drug out. Um, knowing people who go to HBCUs and then seeing what HBCU is on social media um, mm-hmm. from, like, influencers and, like, different people, I think it's really different. Like, right. knowing someone personally and seeing, like, some actress or whoever going... For sure. It's two different things because they're going to make it seem like it's, like... I'm not saying HBCU, HBCUs are bad. Yeah, but I'm not gonna say they're the best thing for all Black people. Definitely, I don't think I, I don't think I'd still be in school if I went to HBCU. Um, mm-hmm. This is only week five. I feel like, for me, I have a lot of resources here, mm-hmm. and I feel like it's better for for me to stay focused and get the job done. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that that's for me personally. I'm obviously it'll change for whoever. Yeah, but. Yeah, how do you feel about HBCUs? I love the culture around HBCUs. Yeah. I actually wanted to go to NCAT for the longest, either mm-hmm. NCAT or Howard University, to study architecture down there, specifically NCAT because like they have a really good architecture program down there. Mm-hmm. But I feel like when I put into perspective like truly how my life would be like based off of like social media and like other people who I knew who went to HBCUs, I was like that would be another culture shock for me. Mm-hmm. Because I think a lot of people don't take into perspective how migrating from the Midwest to the South, that's an even even bigger jump. And I feel like when you're in a space with a lot of black people, a Mm -hmm. lot of things can go down. And I'm a firm believer in I do not believe in black people cannot work together. I've done I've done a lot of things and black people have really got together and got that shit done. But I feel like it would have been a totally different type of culture shock for me in a sense where it's like my blackness would be questioned because I feel like blackness is a spectrum. Mm -hmm. I'm a firm believer in that. Um, But for me specifically, I feel like I didn't feel black until freshman year of high school. My parents are, um, my parents immigrated from Liberia like, almost two decades ago and you know living in an African immigrant household has been very it's been different because I've had to discover what my type of category of blackness is because I've been I'm raised from a specific culture from a specific country Mm -hmm. compared to all my African-American friends who are used to other things like I didn't start listening to hip-hop and stuff like that like real real until like my freshman year of high school type B and even even down the line it's kind of increased furthermore and I feel like I've had to really define who I am as a black person based off of my experiences and I feel like if going to an HBCU going to an HBCU would really make me question my blackness and obviously being at a PWI I still question my blackness because I'm just like am I really really what I think I am or am I putting that facade up for somebody else because I want to feel like I'm just blackity black black all the time Mm -hmm. but I do feel like HBCUs are good for certain people um but I just believe in I I see so much social aspects of HBCUs Mm. I don't see enough academic 
so it's kind of just like I feel like I need somebody and I got one of my friends she goes to HBCU and like I follow her on Instagram and she showed a lot of her academic like insights and stuff like that and I liked that a lot and I was like this really makes me want to go to an HBCU but also I was like I'm not financially stable enough to go to an Mm -hmm. HBCU I'm here at UNO with um the Buffett scholarship so it's one of those things where wherever the money reside that's where I'm laying at so um definitely like wanting to go to HBCU is a very big financial jump like you really got to put in that work to financially support yourself while you're there to financially support yourself to getting there and to financially supporting yourself to stay there and I think for me I just in my heart I was like I can't deal with that much uncertainty like I'll literally Mm -hmm. die of uncertainty like I can't anxiety literally makes me sick to my stomach like I start getting like physically sick when I'm too anxious about something and money is one of those things that make Mm -hmm. me physically sick like the process of me waiting to find out when who got the buffet I just was so in the dumps I'm like if I don't get it I don't know what I'm gonna do I'm like I got a couple scholarships under my belt but I don't know if that's gonna last me for so long Nebraska promise can only give me so much And, like, I was literally getting physically sick just thinking about it. And I'm just, like, I couldn't imagine if uh, if I wanted to go to NCAT, grr, grr. Mm-hmm. At that point, like, might as well me just move down there and just stay there and kind of just hope that I can get, like, some type of tuition discount for me being a resident there down there. Mm-hmm. But, like, that's that's only one way. Um, but shout out to the people who go to HBCUs. I love HBCU culture. I love everything about that. It can be toxic and helpful. It can be. And that's and I feel like that's with every single environment, no matter where you are, like it can be toxic and helpful. Like mm-hmm. being around black people can really help somebody with an identity crisis around mm-hmm. what their identity is. But it can also send them into one. Mm-hmm. And I feel like definitely like going to, like I said, I went to a predominantly black high school. That kind of sent me into a crisis my first couple years of high school because I was just like, Ooh, am I really like that black? Like I think I am. And that mm-hmm. kind of put me into like hyperdrive mode where I'm just like, okay, like I gotta know this, I gotta know that, I gotta listen to this type of music. And then once I got to like my junior year, like towards the end, I was like, eh. mm. Mm. I like I know enough, I feel like I know enough, and I feel like I You don't have to be a stereotypical black person. Right. I was like, I don't have to be a stereotype to be able to get past and i feel like that made me sleep a little better at night Mm -hmm. um but i guess segueing into more stuff black culture um our pop culture topic one of our first black culture topic is meg is back oh my god i I seen the cheeto um advertisement today and i want them i don't even like hot cheetos it's just that megan the stallion it's advertising. I love Megan The Stallion. Um, she is so. She's, she's just, that girl. She's, she's so beautiful, and I guess um, I feel like if you don't know, you're lying. <laughs> like you know why she's been gone. Um, um, seeing how she looks like right now, I'm so happy that she not only feels better. She like just you can tell by looking at her that she is just so happy that with where she's at and I feel like that's very important because I feel like she really went through a social media rampage and I'm not talking about like from her standpoint I'm talking about like social media like massacred her like like ate her for filth Mm -hmm. and then I feel like once the trial came around everybody was still eating her to filth and I was like okay so one thing that people just refuse to understand is the state of California set charges against Tory, not Megan. Mm. So I re- remember that the mm. state of California did that, not Megan. And at the end of the day, if he wasn't going to be convicted for shooting her, he was going to get convicted for one legally having a firearm that was loaded and two setting it off in a public area. That's illegal, y'all. <laughs> he didn't have it registered to him? I don't believe so. Mm. Um, and even at that, you're not supposed to... Fire in a public setting. Yeah. So it's kind of like blink, blink. And just 
I feel like that whole situation just spiraled into it did so much massage noir and like if people don't if you don't know what massage noir is massage noir is specifically misogyny against black women it's the specific section of misogyny that is directly pointed at black women Mm -hmm. um and there was so much of it like people saying that talking about like oh you know she's tall how you gonna let that little nigga do that to yeah. you? People, th- there was this one thing where somebody was like, mm, maybe they found out she was a man and that's why he had a shooter. Like, really? Why? Because even at that, that justification is ridiculous. So crazy. The people who are standing behind the idea of shooting anyone is cr- like okay. That's wild. Literally, and I know like a lot of people was like, mm, but she lied the first time. Da 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 da. This time the third. Um, my perspective is removing Megan out of the entire equation. Mm-hmm. Tory Lanez has a history of being a violent dude, not just against women, but against men also. Mm. I don't rem- I don't think y'all remember when he literally beat the shit out of August Alcina in that elevator because August Alcina didn't say what's up to him. Bro, grow the fuck up. Really? I've never heard of that. Grow the fuck up. August is the one that messed with Jada right yes oh okay (laughs) yes (laughs) oh uh but it's just like the situation or like there have been like times where they're like there is literally like history and footage of him like walking up on other like black male rappers and just and for a guy that ain't got like who got a ball spot in the middle of your head stop it why why are you and y'all like it i think for me it hurts because I love Tory Lane's music. Yeah. Mm. I love me a good say it. You're gonna have to do more than just say it. I love me a good say it. His yeah. music is good. I'm I not still gonna listen take... to him. I still listen to yeah, him. Yeah, I do too. Um hot take. Yeah, I do too. But it's like one of those things sometimes where I'm like, I just skip because it's just kinda like it's distasteful. And it's very distasteful that people try to justify that type of stuff. And then the jokes, the jokes. I was like, no, this is this is extra distasteful. Mm-hmm. Because then it just was kind of like, it. He just really had a lot of confidence. For if the state is prosecuting you, the state is most likely gonna win. That that's just how it goes. That's just the the sad truth about it. Um, and obviously I know the argument is like, you know, a black man against the system, but it's like, you're not even a United States citizen. For real? Tory's from Canada. I think I knew that. Yeah. Oh my God. But he's not a citizen of the U.S. Oh. So it's like, you're a citizen with an illegal firearm mm. and you're setting it off in a public neighborhood in in california did they say why he shot her in the foot it's there's really isn't too much like there's not enough substance in the story because then you have the kelsey perspective where kelsey like aired everything the fuck out during her interview and then once Mm. trial came around she was like i do not recall i don't remember that Mm. and then they had to play her testimony in court because they were like, girl, that's not what you were saying a couple months ago. Mm-hmm. So I think it's just very much. And then, like, I didn't appreciate how they try to bring up Megan's sex history. One thing what that. What does that have to do with anything? I hate when people turn, like, if something goes down with a female, they turn it into this, like, sex story. Or, like, bringing up that she's a female rapper who talks about sex. That and has she nothing. has a lot of it. And it's like. That's nothing to do with the fact that he is shooting a freaking firearm in a public place into another human's foot. Like, stop. It, it was stupid. It was truly irritating because I am like, you know, you know what they say. Like, you know, when a woman has sex with multiple man, men, she's a hoe. When a man has multiple sex, mul- has multiple encounters with women. He's a player. Mm-hmm. He's a he's that me. He's that guy, and it's kind of like I know dudes are like. And when you try to ask certain people, I'm not gonna just like minimize it to to men because it's not just them. Um, I know when you ask certain people, like 
you know, why is it different? They're just like, it's just different when a woman has more bodies than a man does. And it's like, why, I just, why do women have to always be so virtuous? Mm -hmm. I don't, I never understood that. Like, why do women have to be so virtuous? Why do we have to be the purest of the pure? Because nine times out of ten, it don't be the same for the men. Mm-hmm. And on top of that, like to even flip it on his head, you know, reverse men who are virtuous are seen as incels or they're seen as, oh, you get no pussy, you get no bitches, shit like that. And it's just like, why are we worried about how many sexual partners everybody has? Why are you in somebody's bedroom? Why are you in somebody's pants? That's not your business. That has nothing to do with, yeah. That has nothing Stupid. to do with you. And I definitely feel like the. Tory's lawyer lawyer understood the type of impact it would not only have on social media, but in Megan's personal life of disclosing how many sexual partners that she's had. Mm-hmm. And it's like, why are you in her business like that? Like, truly, that's what it is. And like, even going into the story, it's just always it was just always like a downward spiral. Mm-hmm. It was always just a downward spiral. Like, oh, Tori was fucking him, her and Kelsey, or yada yada yada. Or Megan was messing around with Tori, and then she saw that Tori was having interest in Kylie Jenner, and yada yada yada. And it's just like. I'm hearing a whole lot of nothing. I'm hearing we're justifying him shooting her in the foot. Right. Why should you justify that? Because I feel like people, and then obviously there was like that sector of Twitter that was like, well, it's just her foot. It's not like he shot her in the chest or nothing. She got shot. Dude, dude. Like, I feel like firearms are its its own sector of just being scared. Because like, one like just guns in general like are just so uh like they're so just scary like they just there's so much just like extra sciences involved like it's i don't i've never physically held a gun but from what i've heard them shits is heavy and once they go off they get real hot mm. so it's just like you're not only putting your own body through physical restrictions where you're holding this very heavy object and you know all this stuff like that just to cause harm to somebody and then obviously there's the you know jail foot like the jail call audio where he was like calling kelsey and telling telling her like yeah like i was just really drunk like i didn't mean to do that mm-hmm. like didn't really didn't say that he shot megan directly but lo- alluding to something happening and you know kelsey's just like yeah like shit happens like we're just super drunk and da da and then he texts meg like you know i'm so sorry and stuff like that and then on top of that it's kelsey literally acting like she didn't send meg's security guard a text talking about some help tori shot us call the police mm. i thought you didn't recall ho <laughs> <laughs> like i thought you didn't rec- i thought you didn't know what happened i you know, like it's just Truly, I'm a girl's girl. Mm-hmm. I'm a girl's girl. I'm, 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 I have a firm ideology of like believing the victim until otherwise is proven. Um, everything is social. Every nothing's neutral. Everything is biased. Mm-hmm. I'm a firm believer in that. Okay. If you're a human being and you have your own mind and ideologies, and you're raised by another human who has their own mind and ideologies, you have some type of bias. And you're not neutral. Um, and obviously as much as I tell myself like, oh yeah, I'm gonna have a neutral standpoint at that. I always sway, I always sway one way more than the other because I put it into the perspective of what if it happened to me? What if it happened to a woman in my life who I cherish a lot? And once it gets to that point, and I know people are like, well, you're making it emotional. That's why it's so hard for you not to sway the other way. Mm -hmm. But it's like, what else can you do as a human being, but have some sympathy or or try to gain some empathy about the situation? Mm -hmm. This is literally a girl who is parentless. Her mom died. Her dad died. You know, she, like, her grandma's practically the only person who she has left. Mm -hmm. And mind you, like, her mom was her manager. Girls who have momagers are very, 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 like, just, you have to really be close to your mama to have, like, a momager. And her mom used to be a rapper. That's that's why she mainly got into rapping. So it was kind of just, like, you could tell she was going into like some type of downward spiral and stuff like that. And truly, like, you, like when I do watch videos of 
Tori and Megan during the pandemic, they they did look like they was genuinely having fun. And I love that for them. Mm-hmm. But that still doesn't justify him shooting her in the foot. You're right. Segwaying into more black women content. The sexy red panic. If y'all don't know who sexy red is, like I said before, stop lying. Sexy red's been popping for a minute. Mm-hmm. But we just figured that out. If you know, if you know the sound, um, what is it? Some fat. Who you with? Bitch my nigga. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's her song. That's her song. Or give a bitch some head of some. That's her song too. Yeah. So sexy and red been out there for a minute, huh? Like I was saying, sexy, she she's been on the scene. She's been popping. Right. Um, and I think I I do like Sexy Red's music. Okay. And it's like you can vibe with it. You know what I'm saying? I like Suki too. She's she's really pretty. She's. Mm-hmm. I don't really I listen. Can't, to I can't Suki understand. Like that. I can't understand saying that ghetto ness is black culture. Mm. I cannot agree with that, and not to be like some classy little like no like. I'm, I'd be doing some ghetto things, but I do not like to agree with... Because there's this video, and if this is what she wants to act, baby, do you. But like, right. don't don't say that's black culture, and don't make it... Because then that reflects on other people who don't want to be... Who don't want to be perceived like such. There's a video of her at the VMAs. Have you seen that? <laughs> of her tw- literally twerking on the red carpet, yeah. like, full split, like... And that's her image. At the end of the day, that's how she's known. And that makes sense. But it's like, give it up, please. Like, okay. it's cute. But, like, it's not cute. I fucking lied. That shit is not cute. That shit is old. But it's her image at the end of the day. That's okay. what her and Sexy Red are known for. Yeah. And it's it's cute. It's like, I will definitely say Sexy Red is some, like, club, like, get me hype music. For, for, for sure, for sure, for sure. But it's, like, I don't think the Sexy Red hype will live long. Okay. Um, like, I, I'm I'm a, I'm a turn that Sexy Red on type of gal. Right. But I don't think it's going to last that long. I guess from, like, a flip perspective, um, I wouldn't say, like, I love Sexy Red, but I love Sexy Red. Like, I just... <laughs> I love people in the music industry who just don't take that shit serious sometimes. Mm -hmm. Because at the end of the day, the music industry can be so suppressing and so just just snake vibe Mm -hmm. to the point where it's kind of just like, I hate hearing stories about my favorite artists talking about how much they just hate some of the songs that they wrote, the label forced them to put it out. Mm -hmm. Like, it really makes me feel bad about enjoying that song. Like, keyword, like, my favorite song from ariana grande's album is like thank you next Mm -hmm. and my favorite song from there is ghosting and she literally like has been on multiple interviews talking about how much she hated that song she didn't want to finish it she didn't want to put it on the album and they forced her to do it and i'm just like damn now i feel like shit for liking it because i just love the song it's such good music but when i listen to sexy red i'm just like she enjoyed making the song she enjoyed making the music video like she just enjoys doing this craft as something that it's like, oh, yeah, like, fun fact, I make music. Like, this is my shit right here. Mm-hmm. Um, I But, like, they make money. That's why I'm not hating for real. But, like, right. I sound like I'm a hater. I'm not. I love them. But it's, like, they're making money off of that image. So, like, more power mm, to you. I'm a firm believer in um, everything's on a spectrum. Everything has versatility. If you're afraid of one person and what they do in public all the time affecting the image of an entire race slash genre of people, I think there's another problem at hand. Black people aren't a monolith. Um, when I see Sexy Red, I do not think black women as a whole. Black culture is on, on, on a spectrum. A lot of people grew up with that type of window around their lives type beat. Like, ghetto-ness is what a lot of people know, or I guess, like, a better word for it is just that that type of sector of, like, real, real nasty music, real hood stuff, like, drug dealers and all that type of stuff like that. They grew up on that. That's, that's, their, that's their, like, window of the black community. Now, it's not everything, but it's a part of it. And I, I mean, I guess for her... I feel like a lot of the times when artists like that speak of, oh, this is a part of black culture, 
I feel like they're talking about it from this is their standpoint. Like, this is what I grew up on. This is what I'm projecting what I grew up on. If you don't accept it, you don't accept it. If you accept it, you accept it. Mm -hmm. And that's why I never listen to people like uh, Trina or um, Sexy Red or some of, what is it called? Some of Megan or Nikki or Cardi or Sukiyana's music and think, oh, this is such a terrible representation of black women. No, I don't think that either. I don't think that Um, because it's just like I'm just like, okay, they're just sharing their experience. They're having fun. They're talking about their sexually liberating experiences or they're talking about the stuff that they like to do because at the end of the day, men do it, too. Men do it, too niggas be on tracks talking about killing they be talking about the murders that they be doing so i try my best to tell people i'm like okay you have an issue with sexy red because she's literally being disgusting in her songs she's being blunt very blunt very blunt some people have said disgusting but it's like you but you can listen to a man talk about killing yeah knocking knocking somebody dreads off oh my god please don't don't get me started and it's just like (laughs) it's just like that is and here's the thing that is their perspective on the black community because that's how they lived type stuff you can't really you can't really provide a perspective on something that you haven't lived so what they're talking about is what they've lived through sometimes unless they're exaggerating which Mm -hmm. music can be that at times but it's just one of those things for me where I just, when I hear all these dissertations on Sexy Red, it becomes to the point where it's not her as an artist. They're talking about her as a woman, and that's disgusting. You don't know no, this yeah, girl. I'm talking about the music. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, for sure, she's, for sure. She's funny to me. She's for real. Me and my thing is, when people have those types of dissertations, I'm just like, you don't know her outside of the, the music the and image. what she shows you. Exactly. You don't know her out, outside of that. And my problem is you can't speak on something you don't know like that for real. So it's right. kind of just like when I tell people, when people when people tell me, excuse me, that, you know, oh, I don't like Sexy Red, she's lame, that's because her music is just da-da-da-da-da. Here's the thing, bro. Jen Aiko literally, oh, my gosh. Jen, Janae. Excuse me. Janae Aieko literally be talking about the same thing Sexy Red do, just in a soft voice. I love Janae. Exactly. Just in a soft, aesthetically pleasing voice. Right. Every motherfucker I know who been hating on Sexy Red, they got some J.A. up in their fucking playlist. Mm-hmm. And I'm talking about, you might, ooh, it might be the nastiest shit, too. Because she has talked about some pretty nasty shit in her songs, but in the softest, mellowest voice possible sexy red she just be yelling that shit in our faces and one thing about me i love a blunt motherfucker for real let me know what she and that's the thing she literally talks about her demographic and her musics i'm looking for the hoes if you're not a hoe close your ears (laughs) i'm looking for the hoes literally like song begins i'm looking for the hoes yeah bitch shake that ass hoe shake that ass hoe like i i'm just it's just one of those things. And then also something that really began on my nerves is when niggas are like, she look like young thugs. Oh, my God. I said that before. And listen, I mean that in this. <laughs> Have you seen them side by side? I've seen the side by sides. Um, but also, like, it's just. It's disrespectful to compare it to a grown ass man. But yeah, they have similarities. That is also. Yeah, no, like. That's also a form of mis- massage noir. Like saying, saying that they look alike. Saying that. A black woman looks like a man. That's massage noir. Dude. No, it's not. It Saying is. they look alike. It is. It's. I know it seems pretty harmless, but also like, I took a sociology class um, the summer before my senior year, and one thing that they said is the most harmless things are literally, they are always in. If a I was using it to insult her, yeah, I'm saying, but. Even no matter how you're using it. They got the same damn nose, eyebrows. But here's the thing, because it's Afrocentric features. That That doesn't mean they look alike. That just means they have pretty similar features. Because here's the thing, I've never heard anybody saying, oh, Young Thug look like Sexy Red. I've never heard that. I've always heard it from the standpoint of... Sexy Red's the one who's popping right now. 
But Young Thug is, is in jail up. and he's still yeah. popping. He's still popping, but though. But not as much. Sexy, Sexy Red has taken over TikTok. Taken over mm. TikTok. And she's been the main discussion. I've been hearing this for a minute, even when Young Thug was, his his shit was still out there. Because Young Thug still got music coming out. I'm pretty sure he had an album out coming out not too long ago. I'm pretty sure, too. So his fans definitely know he still exists. But it's like, you saying this black woman looks like a man. That is... They have a simil- similar characteristics. Because they're Afrocentric features. I don't think that's... That's what it is. That's that. That is what that is. Oh, well. I know. It's hard. It's a hard pill to swallow, but, like, that... It, it's a part of, like, a pretty complex um, ideal. But at the same time, it's just, like... I mean, for me personally, like, like I said, like, I spent a whole summer like literally looking into stuff like this so it's kind of just like for me i'm very i feel like now since like after going through a lot of like social training through the class i've become very or overly socially aware Mm -hmm. so like sometimes when i hear one thing like some jokes i can't enjoy certain things without the those types of thoughts coming in like the back of my mind type shit Mm -hmm. because at first i chuckled and then i was like okay as somebody who has personally, like, had another woman look me in the face and say, you look like a man, I was like, yeah, no. That's where the joke ended because I understood it from a personal standpoint. And I know mm-hmm. Sexy Red sexy red literally just be like, y'all, shut the fuck up. Get, get, yeah. get, off, get off my phone. But at mm-hmm. the end of the day, like, that is, like, a, a literally a sector of massage noir because historically, like, black women have... Black women who have Afrocentric features have been called men. Like, that's what that is. Um, and obviously, I know, like, some people who have been saying it, you're not meaning to be harmful. But, like I said, everything is social. Nothing is neutral. Nothing is biased. So, it can be you're saying it in one way. But, like I said, everything is social. And that's the social aspect of it. Mm. Type shit. Type shit. But, like I said... I love Sexy Red. I be bumping her every morning. Oh, I can't listen um, to that type of music in the morning. I listen to pretty calm podcasts first. Mm. Um, I need something to make me walk fast or else I'm like going to be like slodging my ass to class. But Sexy Red is definitely her own sector of music. You know, we're going through that era in music where a lot of people are just like, um, what's what, what artists do you think are going to last the test of time? And when it comes to like the nasty music genre – it's very wishy-washy because I know a lot of people are just like, well, I think yada, yada, yada. And I mean, example, like another olden day, y'all, excuse me, not olden day, but more so like our parents' generation type nasty music stuff. Like an artist who I don't really would say like her music is timely, but people still listen to it is Trina. But I mean, it's not one of those things where it's not a... Mariah Carey all I want for Christmas where it's popular every single summer Mm -hmm. and like people are bumping it but at the same time people who literally want to critique Sexy Red's lyrics just like y'all like Trina literally said if I had the chance to do it again I would have like literally she's saying that she would have lost her virginity before she was 10 she's like if I had the chance to do it again I would have lost my virginity by the time I was 10 she said that that's what she said that's what she said. Um, so, me personally, I'd rather have another woman tell me to shake my ass than tell me, think about would, it. If you had the chance to do it again, you would be fucking by the age you were 10. That's weird. But for the most part, like, I love some of uh, Trina's music. Cute mm. face and ass swole. I'm killing you hoes. I love that song. <laughs> um, but for the most part, like, I feel like, People are just trying to find something to panic about. Because there are a lot of other things we could be worrying about um, than (laughs) what Sexy Red is releasing onto the internet. Because there are so many far more harmful things on the internet. And also, like, the excuse of the kids. Sexy Red is not making music for For the children. Why are your kids on social media without supervision? That's why your kids have so many problems. Dude, Dude, shout out to the parents who are doing what they can. Shout out to my mom. At the end of the day, um, children get a hold of social media however they can. Trust me. 
I know. I know. I know. Right. Um, but at the end of the day, it's just like the ex- the constant excuse with no matter what artist, and I'm not even talking about just Sexy Red, is that the excuse of, oh, um, the kids, the children, the this, the that, this is encouraging a behavior. But it's like, I'm not taking the song literally when I listen to it and I'm 18. Mm-hmm. So it's like, mm, if your kid's taking it literally, I feel like that's a conversation you need to have with your child. Type B. Yeah. Because for me personally, I know myself. And I'm like, in reality, I'm not shaking ass. Right. When she tells me to. I might like be like, yeah, 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 yeah. Right. That, that, that. yeah. But my my ass is definitely standing still. <laughs> yeah. That ass is not moving. <laughs> that ass is not moving. Because at the end of the day, I know. Now I'm just like, she's talking to the people who want to do it. Right. Me personally, I don't want to do it. Right. But I enjoy the hypeness of the music because it's just fun. Yeah. And in in times where fun shit is literally dire mm-hmm. and people are thinking about thinking about other things more than the things that they want to care about, I'm just like, dude, let that girl do what she want to do. She's 25. She's young. She is. She's young. She's trying to get her money however she can. And she's just trying to live her best life. Yeah, she's lit. Real. <laughs> For real. Well, sexy red is that girl for real and she does not represent the entire no I the entire not, black community i wasn't saying that i know i know that's yeah not, i know what you i know that's not okay. what you're saying but okay. there's somebody thinking it and i have to debunk it yeah sexy red does not define the entire black community she is just a little sector of it and she's speaking for the people who can relate yes she is well that's all we got for today okay Mm. so we post every single wednesday at 7 a.m so get the frick up real because i'll be up for my 8 a.m's and listen to behind the mic Mm -hmm. and pretty soon you're gonna get youtube content oh yeah and other in other um types of tiktok yeah i know y'all be on tiktok for real and like other places to listen to the podcast because right now we just on spotify Yes, okay, we are. it's okay. You know, it's, it's fine. Start um, small. Start but yeah, um, you can find us on Insta and TikTok at We're Behind the Mic. Um, we're spelled W E R E and then Behind the Mic spelled regular. Um, where we're going to be posting everything from public interviews and behind the scenes content. And we're going to post dumps every Wednesday to kind of hype y'all up for the podcast episode Photo of the dumps. day. Yep. Um, Jakea, where can they find us at? Where can they find you? You guys want to know where you can find me at? At Ja'Kaya Lachey on Instagram. Per, spell that for us. Oh, okay, hold on. J-A, K-A, mm-hmm. Y-A, Ooh. whoa, L-A, oh, mm. S-H-A-E. Per, hella On A's. Instagram and TikTok. Hella A's. Hella A's. Hella A's. That's all I get is A's. Per. I'm just kidding. I have like two C's right Shh, now. Don't tell them that. Don't tell them that. <laughs> um, y'all can find me on Insta at Veronica Sarba, spelled V-E-R-O-N-I-C-A-S-A-R-G-B-A-H. And we'll see you next week. Behind, Behind the, the mic. mic. Love you. <laughs>